Forget what you heard. Yeah, boy! Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Forget What You Heard. I'm Aaron. And I'm Luke. Whenever I close my eyes, I can't see anything. In today's episode of Forget What You Heard, we're doing a fantasy football mock draft. Mono y mono, brother versus brother, host versus host, man. But before we get to that... How you doing, Brother Bear? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this mock mock draft head-to-head. Bring it on, man. What you got? What kind of flavors are we just sipping on tonight? I ain't scared. I ain't scared, and I ain't a guy. Um, so what are we looking at? What are we doing? 12 teams, 13 rounds, uh, half-point PPR? Yeah. Is that sure. sounding good to you? Yeah, we'll meet in the middle on half-point, yeah. I guess the rosters, one quarterback... Two running back, two receiver, one tight end, two flex spots, and we'll do five bench if you're up for it. I am more than ready. Um, 12 team, I think we did a little randomize before we got in here. So I ended up with pick number three, and Aaron ended up with pick number 10. Yes, sir. Opposite ends of the spectrum, man. You got lucky we weren't back to back. I wouldn't be scared either way. I'm ready. I am... um prepared i believe you believe it oh dude i'm i have the utmost confidence that i'm gonna stomp your head into the ground how have you been feeling i know we've done a few mocks how have you been feeling about the players that have been going and just the mock experience in general so far you feel pretty confident in what you can pull off in your real leagues yeah as of late i feel really confident in my mocking and through mocking um i we've done quite a few you've done quite a few uh mock drafts so i just get each one i get more and more kind of accustomed what's going on what the trends are what i'm looking for you know who i'm willing to reach on who i'm willing to let go and uh have someone else take so we'll see how this goes man yeah i mean every mock's different so you just got to be prepared you know what you have to do in a mock draft What's that? Expect the unexpected. Yeah, man. You got to be think. flexible. Don't think. Do. Flexibility is my number one rule. Just understanding that every draft is different. Understanding which which players you have in mind at what spots. And just being prepared and flexible is a big deal. When everyone's zigging, you zag. Yeah, I love that too, man. Don't be scared to take the players you want either, you know? Mm-hmm. If you like this guy, you feel like he... You know, you might be reaching half a round too early. Go ahead and do it. You know, if you got this gut feeling, this guy's the next Saquon, this guy's the next Jonathan Taylor, do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't let – if they make fun of you, just say, we'll see. You know, don't don't let them get you down, man. If you take Aaron Jones in the first round, don't let them get you down, man. Do it, what you believe is right. 100%. But without any further ado – we're going to go ahead and we're going to stock this mock draft off. 
Start it off right. Start it. Okay, it started up, man. So number one, McCaffrey went. Number two is Jonathan Taylor. Wow. That, that leaves me at number three. I think there's a lot of names, obviously, I think you can consider here. Derrick Henry being one. Austin Eckler. Cooper Cup. I think those are the three names I'm circling right now. I got those guys at the top of my board here at pick number three. I think if it was more of PPR, I'd be leaning more towards, you know, Cooper Cup, take a receiver early. Um, obviously, Austin Eckler is a huge PPR machine as well. And then Derrick Henry, you know. I think for me, in my rankings, I have Austin Eckler number three. I think it makes sense um, with that added half point per reception. I feel more comfortable, better offense. Derrick Henry's coming off an injury. So I'm going to take Eckler at number three, man. I agree with that pick. I like that pick. You don't have anything against it? I have nothing against it as long as it's not Derrick Henry. Oh, that's how you feel, huh? Yeah. Especially like half-point PPR. Oh, it's coming around the mountain when it comes. So it went after Luke. Pick four, Cooper Cup. Pick five, Derrick Henry. Pick six, Joe Mixon. Pick seven, JJ, Justin Jefferson. Pick eight, Dalvin Cook. Pick nine, Najee Harris. Ooh, and at the 10th spot, it's the boy Biggie Cheese, which is me. Uh, this is a little tough situation for me, personally. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Swift. Um, I'm a big uh, running back guy. However... In this spot, I've been leaning towards taking a superstar wide receiver. Really? You know, I'm going against the grain. Uh, It's 2022. The league's run by wide receivers. Fantasy's run by wide receivers. Um, It's been a hard tilt for me. But, you know, I'm embracing it slowly. And uh, so my thinking here is I'm looking at Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, really. That's what it's pretty much boiled down to. And I think I'm going to go with Jamar Chase just because of his upside. He's a freak athlete, still young. Uh, I like his quarterback. I like the offense. I like what they got going on in Cincy. And I'd feel really comfortable having him as my first pick. So I'm going to go with Jamar Jefferson Chase. Yeah, I think the back half of the first round kind of puts you in that spot where you have to uh, take one of those top-tier receivers. Um, that's because, I mean, Chase, I have him number three. I have Diggs four. I have Adams five as my receivers. Compared to, you know, DeAndre Swift, you know, who's more of an eight, nine, ten overall running back. So you can go ahead and get an elite receiver here other than picking, you know, a bottom bottom first-tier running back. So I like that pick a lot. It makes sense. Thank you. So after my Jamar Chase pick, it went Devontae Adams, the 11th pick. Pick 12, Travis Kelsey. Um, and then it's, we're doing a snake draft. So the first pick of the second round was, was Stephon Diggs. Second pick of the second round was Nick Chubb. So it's on me and on the board. I'm looking at DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, Josh Allen. Now, boys, sitting at home, 
I can't do the whole um, no running back thing. I've got to I've got to get my staple at running back. However, I will say I'm also looking at um, Leonard Fournette and Aaron Jones. So my top my top three choices are DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette, and Aaron Jones. You have to scroll down a little bit for Lenny and Aaron Jones, but I like them a lot, and I think they're second-round value. But this might shock Luke, but I think I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift, what he provides with the receiving, the receptions. He seems like he has good control of the, the backfield. And they're going to be down a lot, so I think he's going to catch a lot of passes. I think he's a little freak boy. And uh, I'm going to go with DeAndre Swiftlin. What makes you want Swift over Fournette and Jones? You know, they're always going to be losing, and garbage time is huge for fantasy players, especially offensively running backs that are going to get dink and dunk, you know, Jared Goff. Um Seems to be really like to dink and dunk to DeAndre Swift in tough times, and they're going to be losing. Swift's going to be in there. He might get some garbage touchdowns. It's just uh, I like that. Okay. Yeah, I like it too. You know how I feel about D. Swift, baby. That's a home run hitter right there, boy. Tell you what. What do we got, man? I think I'm up now. Pick 210 out here, man. A few names went off the board after DeAndre Swift, man. C.D. Lamb was a guy I was obviously hoping fell to me. Saquon Barkley is another guy that's kind of rising up boards for me personally as well. Uh, Debo Samuel, you know, that's a guy I also would have thought about. But that leaves me with Mark Andrews, last year's number one tight end. People would, you know, scoff at that second round. That's a little early. But Travis Kelsey's been picked. Once Kelsey's been picked, time's ticking for Mark Andrews to go. I also see Aaron Jones. Mm. The guy you considered early in the second round, man. That's a value right here, in my opinion. So Very, very valuable right there. Also, Fournette, man. Fournette's down here. Oh, man. Lenny's there, man. That's shocking, man. I'm surprised. Javante Williams, maybe? I'm not sure I would take him over uh, Aaron Jones or Leonard Fournette at this point in stage. But I think, it, like you said, I mean, Mike Evans is another one. But it's getting those first two running backs locked up. You know, those first two rounds. You get a value like Fournette or Aaron Jones late in the second round. It's very hard to pass that up, get that stability at your RB positions. With this pick, though, with it being half PPR, I'm taking Aaron Jones over over Leonard Fournette. I smell that. Yes, he's going to be splitting work 50-50 with A.J. Dillon. I understand. But Aaron Jones makes his money in the passing game. He's an elite running back, in my opinion. Um, and if, if anything, I think, yeah, maybe the work comes down with A.J. Dillon, but it keeps his legs a little fresher, having that other guy take a lot of the heavy work. He's still going to see his touchdowns. He's still going to see his opportunities. So Aaron Jones is my second-round pick. Yeah, Aaron Jones is a smash at that point because with Devontae Adams leaving town, who's going to catch some balls? It's going to be Aaron Jones, man. It's a good um, point. And he's going to get a lot more receiving opportunities than A.J. Dillon. He's still going to get the work on the ground, a lot of goal line stuff, uh, maybe split. But he's going to have so many opportunities, it's going to be insane. At 210, you know, that's a, that's a heck of a pick, Luke. I tip Thanks. my cap to you if I was wearing one. 
Yeah, it's just hard to stomach taking him over Fournette. But it, uh, how sure are we that Fournette's going to be the exact same guy he was last year? I think he finished RB6. He was phenomenal in the second half of 2021. But let's just look at Fournette heading into 2022, right? He, he should be the workhorse back. He came into, he came into uh, OTAs a bit overweight. I think he's 27. He's getting up there in age. How much are we sure that he's going to get the full workload again? And how sure are we that he can last 17 games? I think those are two ultimate questions. I mean, yes, you don't go into the draft thinking, when is this guy going to get hurt? It should be, you know, how many points can this guy get me throughout the season? And I think Leonard Fournette has the ability to be that guy. I just, I don't know, there's a, this Aaron Jones thing for me. I'm all in on Lenny. Um, uh, Ronald Jones left town. I know they drafted running back. Rashad White. Yeah, Rashad White. Dog. Um, but I think Lenny has taken full grasp of that backfield. And I think the most important thing to know is the trust of Tom Brady. Yes. Who is the head coach, the GM, and the owner <laughs> of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yes. So, I mean, if Tom, Tom wanted Lenny back, Lenny back it's going to be the Lenny show we're going to see playoff Lenny during the season we're going to see the full workload we're going to see his full potential man so I'm really really high on Leonard Fournette I have a question for you sure with my pick do you think in my if you were in my situation would you have taken an Aaron Jones of Fournette or a DeAndre Swift See, you're asking DeAndre Swift's biggest fan, you know. Try to be uh, as unbiased as you can, but, you know, keep it real with me, man. Don't, you know, sugarcoat anything. Dude, I'm a man. I'm 40. That's like asking someone who watches Jeopardy, you know, every week on Tuesday for the past 20 years who their favorite talk show show host is. It's Alex Trebek. 100 times out of 100. Rest in peace, man. So, that's... Basically asking, yeah, you're coming to DeAndre Swift fan club, the guy who's the speaker, which would be me at that fan club. You're so what you're telling me is you're going to say you'd pick DeAndre Swift in that situation? over. Yeah, I was getting to the point of saying, but you caught me outside. You caught me in a dark alley where I'm no longer in the fan club. I'm you're by myself. So now I have to take my bias out of it. Yeah. My unbiased opinion still says DeAndre Swift. I mean, dude, he's a, he's a smash. Last year, DeAndre Swift, people were off on him because of the injury going into training camp. Oh, his, gro- his baby growing. He's not going to play. Jamal Williams stinks. People were scared of him. I was in on Swift, got him in the what fourth, fifth round in most drafts. Now he's going in the second round. I think he's going to be even better than last year. He's going to command more work than last year on the ground. Because Dan Campbell loves him like a dog. He was a top five fantasy running back. Before the from, injury. Yeah, from week one to week 11. And I think that speaks volumes. Like, And I, me being a, a hater, quote unquote, I was drinking some hater raid on it. Yeah, he is. Uh, I would, uh, Luke would, I mean, I'd see his game log, his stats and his fantasy points, and I'd just put it into uh garbage time stuff but he's just a good player man and that's what it bo- that's what my pick boiled down to he's a good player man i'm i'm tired of uh being in the closet about that man i'm a fan of deandre swift i think he's a good ball player on it man and i ain't gonna shed a tear i'm not gonna cry on here but i'm really emotional right now yes sir so after the aaron jones pick for me it went mark andrews 
A.J. Brown, and then third round, they finally took Leonard Fournette. So that guy, McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, Leonard Fournette, is a, a fin- fantastic start. Um, and then at the 3-2, Mike Evans. So, I mean, pretty easy with those picks. Um, A.J. Brown in the second round is a little rich, if I'm going to be real with you guys. Yeah, I. But that's very rich. He's he's got some upside for it. Okay, so for me here in my third round, I've locked up my first two running backs. Um, What's your next move, sir? So for me, when I'm looking at the third round, you know, I'm obviously I'm looking to take the best player available, whoever's on the board, knowing that I still need to get my first receiver. But I look at the receivers, I see Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson. You know, guys that obviously are studs. They're going to be great fantasy players. But are they guys that I'm going to take over Javante Williams? That's the real question. So what I, kind of guy are you? See, I'm hung up on this, man, because a lot of people would say, dude, Javante Williams, that's a risk in the third round. Go ahead and take the safe player in Keenan Allen, right? I've heard that so many times, man. Just risky this, risky that about Javante Williams. Um, I, I don't see the risk involved, but this is your pick, not mine, my friend. So for me, I have my first two running backs, and I think Javante Williams is going to catch passes, and uh, this is forget what you heard. Uh, we do things a little different. Most people would be yelling at us, you need your first receiver, you need to take Keenan Allen, you need to take T. Higgins, but no. This is a different breed over here. We do what we do. We win football leagues. We try to do what we can to help you guys out the best, share our knowledge, share our information that we know from ourselves. And so for me, I'm a big fan of Javante Williams, the player. I'm a big fan of what they did in this offseason for the Denver Broncos. And my third-round pick is Javante Williams. Yeah, we, we marched to the beat of our own drum here. I forget what you heard. And he just went three running backs. I love it, personally. Um, that's a soft spot in my heart, going three running backs deep and standing strong, ten toes down. You're looking at your team right now, Luke, and you're like, man, I got some pillars to work with. Um, the scarcity of running backs this year, It's I think it's important to hammer away at running backs at the beginning of the draft. There's a lot of wide receivers late, but uh, yes. let's get back to the draft, shall we? Let's go down. After J- Luke picked Javante Williams, it went Patrick Mahomes, James Conner, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, Ezekiel Elliott, and T. Higgins. Did you uh do you feel like you uh you had an, your eye on a guy here that got picked in between our picks? Yeah, there was a couple actually. I was really hoping James Conner would fall or David Montgomery would fall. I was even a little bit salty about Zeke. Um, I've uh, been reborn and I'm uh, all in on Zeke again. Uh, so that those really hurt and those were really good picks. Um, like third round, I I'd love to grab a James Conner, uh, David Montgomery, or Zeke, um, but obviously that's not gonna happen, and I'm gonna have to um, kind of pivot on what I'm gonna do. Um, they kind of had a little RB run there, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I was not expecting that if I'm honest with you, but I might do something out of character. And see what happens for the sake of podcasting. But I don't think I can do that, man. Because uh, I'm looking. So on the board for me, there's Kyle Pitts, Keenan Allen, George Kittle, Justin Herbert, Antonio Gibson, Brees Hall. 
Um, and this, it hurts me because I don't feel like Brees Hall's a, you know, a third round value. I feel like I'd be reaching. So I think I'm going, I actually am going to pivot. And I think I'm going to take the most valuable player in my opinion. Um, I think I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. Yep. I, mean, I guess in hopes of take with taking it, Keenan Allen, you're hoping that Brees Hall can maybe make it back to you in the fourth round. Yeah, and if not, like I just don't want to reach for Antonio Gibson, Brees Hall, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs. Um, I've got a guy, I got a surprise for you guys whenever we come back if uh, Brees Hall and all of them are gone. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think Keenan Allen's the pick. I th- I really do believe that he's the. You know, kind of the last receiver of that tier. You know, the right. T. Higgins. And then, and then it's Deontay Johnson, Scary Terry, DK. Yeah, that's he's like, the last one I feel really, really yeah. solid about. And for in terms of value, I think he's the most valuable player mm-hmm. available right now. I agree with that. And then the the running backs that you listed are kind of all in the same tier. So yeah. you can kind of grab one of those on the way back. It's the fearful tier, man. I don't know how really? to think. Uh, there's a couple sprinkled in there that you can – the ceiling and stuff, the potential. Um, but as for me, I'm going with Keenan Allen, baby. I love the offense he's in. Justin Herbert's throwing to him. Another year under his belt. They're going to have chemistry. Keenan Allen's a wizard route running. Hopefully he gets in the end zone more. But half point PPR, he's going to get you know his yes. catches. So here we go. Keenan Allen. Boy, howdy, we had something go on out there. Uh, after Keenan Allen, Kyle Pitts was picked. Antonio Gibson on the turn into the fourth round. Justin Herbert and then Brees Hall right before me at the 4-2. So it's the 4-3. It's my fourth pick. I mean, you guys can already guess what I'm going to try to go for here. I'm going for a running back. Um, so the running back, actually, let's just go to the whole board. So my big board, George Kittle, Darren Waller, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf. Um, I'm not a big proponent on taking tight ends, um, very early, unless it's like the top three, you know, Travis Kelsey. I have never taken Mark Andrews, but I, I would if he fell, uh, to a reasonable spot and Kyle Pitts. Uh, but I, I have to go to running back. I have to, I have to solidify that position. It's, uh, you know, I might have OCD. I might have, you know, something, but I need it. Or I'd feel like my team had a poor start. So I am going to, so my running backs I'm looking at right now, JK Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, Eliza Mitchell, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, for me, the pick I've got my eyes on is Travis Etienne. Okay. We haven't seen him play, but I like his uh, the receiving ability we've heard about in camp. I like the chemistry with T-Law. I like um, Doug Peterson. I like what he, he can be in this offense. Uh, maybe an Alvin Kamara light. I like his potential. I like his ceiling. I think he's got a safe floor too. I feel most comfortable with drafting Travis Etienne, if that makes any sense at all. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if most comfortable is necessarily what I would be thinking because I think like Josh Jacobs might be a guy that I would be most comfortable with. What 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 distinguishes you from Etienne and Josh Jacobs? Uh, the receiving. Okay. The, the receptions. Um, the Raiders have Kenyon Drake. You know, they drafted Zamir White. Travis Etienne, that backfield is his. James Robinson has torn, torn Achilles. I think, like, he's going to have all the opportunities in the world. I don't know if I can say the same thing about Josh Jacobs, but he's proved it. He's more proven, I'd say. Maybe comfortable isn't the right word, but a... Uh, an educated guess, uh, maybe not educated, just a feeling, man. I think, yeah, for me, I think it's the upside play. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Travis Etienne here. Cool. Were you, you Obviously, would Brees Hall be the pick if he was there? Yeah, it would be Brees Hall if he was available. Um, Just because the reports are, you know, he's, I mean, he was a first-round pick, um, I think the Jets are giving him the backfield. I think he's the most talented rookie running back. Um, I don't know. I just like Brees Hall is going to be a stud, I believe. Ooh, ouch. A few guys that I were looking at got drafted in between us, man. That receiver, I need to get my first receiver, man. I'm scrambling. Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore were two guys I was really targeting right here, man. That's tough. But that's okay. That's all right, man. We're going to have to find ways to pivot off that, man. This is a draft, man. Things don't always go your way. Um, but a guy. Well, tell him who got drafted in between. Uh, outside of Deontay Johnson, Jacobs, George Kittle, Jalen Waddle, Jerry Judy. Um, that leaves me up to bat, man. So I have Eckler, Aaron Jones, and Javante Williams so far. Three running backs early. Um, let's see what type of receivers we're looking at, man, because I'm not worried about running back at this point. I see Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton. Those are the four names I see that are, that are lighting up to me. Mm. I don't care about the other guys. I'm not drafting DK here. I'm not drafting Amari Cooper here. And I'm not drafting Chris Godwin here. So that leaves me with those other names. On my board, um, I have T. Higgins at number 10. If you guys listened to our top 10s, me and Aaron gave it our top 10s for fantasy already this year. I think we both had Michael Pittman in the top ten, mm-hmm. so that's a guy we love. We love Michael Pittman. And this if you, is a steal, honestly, that he's yeah. still here. If you get Michael Pittman in the fourth round in your twelve-team draft, you got to get him. Yeah, I mean, there's no and, and if ands or buts about it, man. You don't think so? No, oh, man. What do you think about Pittman compared to uh, McLaurin? Because that's the kind of the other guy I would probably put number two. I put it to you this way. Pittman has Matt Ryan. Okay. Lauren has Carson Wentz. Right. Matty Ice, yes, he's old, but he can still sling the ball. Former league MVP. Former, he's been to the Super Bowl. He he's had Julio Jones. Uh, Carson Wentz is still a big fat question mark. Like we don't know what we're gonna get out of him. So, and to me, it's pretty. I'm. It's safe to say Michael Pittman's gonna be really good. I don't. You know. I don't see a universe where he's not. You know, he's the number one. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's going to feast. There's not going to be any famine. Terry McLaurin, there could be some famine in there. We've seen it with Terry before. Um, with uh, 
not a below average quarterback and you know that's just how I feel man yeah Michael Pittman will be my number one receiver uh, after after I took Pittman, DK Metcalf, Joe Burrow in the fourth round, yikes. Followed by J.K. Dobbins and Amari Cooper. You know, so those were four guys that we're not considering. So hopefully, oh, looks like Scary Terry's here. Wow. Wow. How does the best of both worlds? Crazy how that works out, man. We're speaking it into an existence, man. Are you going with Scary Terry? Yeah, man. I, the two guys I mentioned before were Cortland and Terry. And to me. I don't, I, th- I don't think you can go wrong with either guy. I honestly feel like you can put both their names in a hat and pick which one and draft them and feel completely fine because both these guys are going to be top 20 receivers. Yeah, I mean, I'd be ecstatic to have those two as my wide receiver one and wide receiver two after taking three beautiful running backs. So I think I'm leaning towards t- Terry. Yeah, you mentioned Wentz being, you know, a whole step below Matt Ryan, but he's if, still the number one. If we're honest to ourselves, Carson Wentz is a, a huge upgrade over Tyler Heineke. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that sense of everything. So you go from Heineke, a below average quarterback, to at least an average quarterback in Carson Wentz. It only helps Terry. I, could, I, I couldn't agree more. Terry got paid, baby. He deserved it, man. Let's go, boy. Dang it. You going Baycliffe? Why is he stuck there, man? Dang, man. What? We got a few people that hurt my feelings on that one. Which one? Which guys? All right. So after Luke's pick, it was Darren Waller, Mike Williams, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Elijah Mitchell, Cortland Sutton. I was hoping uh, Mike Williams. Oh no, I I wouldn't take Mike Williams. I have Keenan Allen. I don't double dip like that. I don't stack like that. Yeah, I was about to say Mike Williams probably hurt, but then I forgot you had Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um. I was hoping I'd uh, Elijah Mitchell would fall and Cortland or Cortland Sutton. Um, so I'm in pretty much a interesting spot right here, man. Yeah, this is a tough road for you down here, man. Uh, so my overall draft, my big board, uh, we got Chris Godwin, T.J. Hawkinson, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, Marquise Brown. Uh, I really would like to hammer home running back. Um, the running backs are Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Damian Harris, Miles Sanders, Ken Walker, A.J. Dillon. Um, however, I don't like – this is like, for me, um, running back purgatory. They're not good – they're not good options for me, but they're not terrible. It's the dead zone. It's the dead zone, dude. You don't get any service out here. Um I'll give you a little tidbit of what I'm thinking. I'm seeing A.J. Dillon down there, and I'm going to see if uh, you can get him on the way back. On the way back, because I don't necessarily like any of these running backs. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'll probably just go with a wide receiver. And uh, So like Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, Marquise Brown, DeAndre Hopkins. Um. Chris Godwin's unknown. I don't feel comfortable taking him here. Allen Robinson, I think, will have a good season, but he's the number two Cooper Cups there. Michael Thomas, little uh, unsure of as well. Marquise Hollywood Brown. It's he's going to be the the bell of the ball for six weeks without DeAndre Hopkins if his suspension stands. Kyler Murray 
had the best deep ball last year, statistically speaking. Marquise Brown is going to feast. I like what I got here. I'm going to take Hollywood Brown. All right. Final answers. Yeah, I think you should submit that one because getting a Hollywood Brown as your receiver three, man, is really nice. Like You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I always kind of try to target him. Um, I I just learned that Kyler Murray's like really good at throwing the deep ball, and I think that'll be a match made in heaven for. Because I mean, Lamar's not known for his deep ball, and he still feasted last year. You know what I mean? And the guy that could actually throw that deep ball um, is nice. All right, so it ain't a secret, boys and girls. I'm going with the running back. Um, I have, so the running back board I'm looking at, Damien Harris, Ken Walker, I don't even know why he's that high. I think it's sacrilegious that he's taken ahead of Rashard Penny, but that's neither here nor there. I see my boy AJ Dillon fell to me. Um, you know, Luke has, uh, Aaron Jones, and it's a 50-50 split. AJ's gonna have his games, he's gonna look good, he's gonna get opportunity. He's the, in my opinion... Maybe even a step above Cream Hunt. That's pushing it. I might be saying that just because I'm about to draft him. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon. Yeah, I think A.J. Dillon's the best running back on the board right here. Uh, I have him over Miles Sanders, Damian Harris, um, just right after Gibson. You know, he's in that top 25 range. And uh, I've been saying, man, the Packers are going to run the ball like heck this year. Losing Adams, Rodgers older, don't have the weapons for him. They're going to run the ball a ton. AJ Dillon's gonna be the work. He's gonna be a lot of work. A lot of work. I like that. I have a question. Sure. Um AJ Dillon or Kareem Hunt as the best backup to have. In real life or in fantasy? In fantasy. I have AJ Dillon twenty six, Kareem Hunt thirty. Hmm. But that's because um mainly because of Bursette probably. I mean if Watson's there, you know, what are what are we thinking about that offense, you know? Hmm. Everyone goes up. So true. When we get some news about Watson, if he is playing this year, maybe that changes. But as of right now, I think Dylan's going to get the work. He's going to get some goal line opportunities as well. Um, okay, so a few guys going in between our picks. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, Ken Walker, unfortunately, Drake London, Damian Harris, Michael Thomas, and Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin in the sixth round could be a good value, man, because – if he's coming back for, you know, he may make, miss week one, but if he can get back in week two or something, if he can avoid the PUP list, he, he's a huge value in the sixth round. He can be a top 20 guy. Shoot, they're hopeful he returns week one. He'll be ready by week one. Uh, that, that's hard for me to see, man. I know. Like, he he messed up his knee. I think he tore, tore the LCL, too. Like, that's pretty serious. Um. But uh, if he yeah if he comes back week one the whole fantasy football rankings will change and uh, he'll be up there man. Um, but yeah, I don't feel and until training camp is until we see more. I mean he's gonna you know he's been going in the six same with Michael Thomas. You know they're kind of in mm-hmm. the same boat. Yeah, Michael Thomas is a little more mysterious to me though. Yes, he might just not love football. I don't know. Yeah, it's too much around Kent Guard Mike. He's got a goblin head. Okay, so this is what we got, boys. The reason I like to go running back early in the first three rounds, it leaves me with a whole lot of options and receiver in the middle rounds. We mentioned, this is the dead zone of running backs. Running backs you don't necessarily love in this range, but the receivers are still juiced. 
Very juicy. Just let me list some guys. We, I mean, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, Darnell Mooney. Shoot, Rashad Bateman. See, those are guys that can break out this year and really help you win fantasy teams. So with me having three receivers and two receiver or three running backs and two receivers so far, I think I'm looking at either, you know, maybe Jalen Hurts. Mm. Shoot, that might get be a guy. You're gonna try to draft him on the way back. You need to get him right now to ensure it. No, I'm going to draft Brandon Cooks. Ooh, yeah, I was about to say, man, that's sweet, man. That's another guy. P.I.E. That, he's he's one that fell through the cracks, man, because you took Hollywood Brown. I think Brandon Cooks was another guy I would definitely consider in your spot as well. So just to get him here at 6'10", you know, a whole round, you know, a round later. Um, and to get Brandon Cooks as my receiver three just feels amazing because yeah. he's a receiver too. You can start him every week, but having the luxury to put him in their flex – and uh, just the depth of receiver, getting your third receiver to be him is is uh, very nice. Spectacular. Because, yeah, I mean, even with Davis Mm-mm. even with Davis Mills, we saw what he did, could flash last year with Cooks. Didn't, other than Mechie, they didn't really bring anyone in to compete with him. So, yeah, Brandon he's Cooks. Got that, he's got that wide receiver um, one lockdown. Ooh, three guys. I was targeting, man, got picked. It was Hurts, Adam Thielen at the turn, along with Dalton Schultz, mm. who I'm, who's really been kind of juicing up for me as well. And then DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm back up on the board in the seventh round. I've got Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Javante Williams uh, to go along with my three receivers and Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin, and Brandon Cooks. So what does that mean for me? I've got three running backs, three receivers. Does that give me the luxury to go tight end or quarterback? Yeah, you have a lot of flexibility. If Let's say if Dalton Schultz fell to you, yeah. I think that would be a great pick. That would have been... Yeah, I would have loved uh, that. If Jalen Hurts would have fell to you, easy pick, you know? That's why I like Cameron getting the, the essentials out of the way so you ha- kind of have that flexibility. You right. Know? You don't have to make up for lost time. Um but uh, since neither of them fell to you, I, I mean, what are you thinking, dude? What's going on in that noggin of yours? Space yeah. monkey. <laughs> That's pretty much what's going on up there, man. But let me tell you, man, like you said, if it was Hertz and Schultz, yes, those would be my, either one would be my picks. But now it's like, after Schultz, it's like the Goddard, Knox, Zach Ertz range, where it's like, I can wait for one of those guys to maybe make it back to me because they're all kind of in the same tier. I'm not going to reach for Goddard here. So tight ends off the board. Um, and then after Hertz and, and Murray, it's more of like the Prescott, Russell Wilson range where, yeah, those guys are maybe a step above, you know, Rodgers and Stafford, but quarterbacks deep, 12 teamer, you can still get a top 12 guy coming back, you know, in the eighth or ninth, maybe 10th round if you're lucky enough. So the three guys I see here, Darnell Mooney, mm-hmm. I can smash another receiver just to get that filled out. And Kareem Hunt. Mm who I think is probably my pick because um, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that going there and then on the way back, all the running backs will get dried up. Right. So I want to avoid that. Those are some two zesty options, but I like the way you're thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's important to think about, like, a lot of the running backs, like, uh, after basically six or seven, man, it's pretty uh, slim pickings, so... If you get them and, you know, make sure you have your the good running back, solid running backs while you can. And then later in the draft, if you feel comfortable, you take the, the 
the shots in the dark, you know, with the young running backs, you know what I mean? Right. Well, with that being said, I'm taking Darnell Mooney. Oh, he zigged when we all zagged, boys. Because Tony Pollard, Singletary, Edmonds, James Cook, Rashad Penny. I think I'm I'm comfortable with any of those guys being my uh, RB4. So, uh, yes, that's a big reason why. All right. After Luke, Kareem Hunt went immediately. Then Juju Smith-Schuster, Traylon Burks, Rashad Bateman. Dang it. Gabriel Davis. Cordero Patterson. Now it's my pick at the 710. Um right now I'm gonna I'm looking at I'll I'll just tell you guys the big board. Um Dallas Goddard, Dak Prescott, Devontae Smith, Garrett Wilson. Um not really too intrigued with any of them. Um I'm seeing if there's any value anywhere. Um Yeah, it's, uh, I think I'm just gonna hammer home running back again, boys. Uh, it just makes me feel good about myself. Um, let me go through my team real quick. Jamar Chase, DeAndre Swift, Keenan Allen, uh, Travis Etienne, Hollywood Brown, AJ Dillon. Um, this is just to sure up my running backs. Um, it just makes me feel good about myself. So I'm looking at Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Chase Edmonds, James Cook, and Rashad Penny. Um, I think a lot of people would take Tony Pollard. Um, however, I'm really high on Chase Edmonds. I think he's going to be a starting running back, and he's going to catch a lot of passes from Tua. Um, Devin Singletary's been interesting to me, too. Um, it sounds like he's got that starting running back role. For the Buffalo Bills, one of the best offenses. Um, you can call it a reach or whatever, but I just really, really have a good feeling about Chase Edmonds. Richard Penny's there. James Cook's there. Um, I think a lot of people would pick uh, Tony, though. But <sighs> call me stupid. Call me ignorant. Call me whatever you want. He's a backup running back. I'm looking for the starters, dude. Can you? Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, um, I think Tony Pollard's the upside play, though. Um, I understand Chase Evans being the starter. He's going to be probably more reliable week to week. But the week says Zeke were to go out and get hurt. Um, Tony Pollard's a top five running back in fantasy. You got to start him, must start, RB1. Which so is you're, a, ban- you're banking on Zeke's injury. But that's a realm of possi- that's a realm that Chase Evans can't reach. You know, even if Michelle gets hurt. So I think if you had, you know, three or four running backs you're super comfortable with, I think Tony Pollard would be my pick just because you're probably not playing him every week, but the week's at Zeke. Or maybe Tony Pollard's role is a lot bigger than we expect that I would take. But I think I'm also a huge fan of Chase Evans. I've got them back-to-back, 28 and 29 in my ranking. So it's just, uh, like you said, it's a hunch. You believe Chase Evans will be – the featured guy in that backfield, catch a lot of passes, which will probably be more involved than Tony Pollard will be, so I understand going either way. Yeah, I'm swinging for the fences. Um, yeah, man, I love it. It's like, you're, 
for Tony Paul, I love Tony Pollard. I think he's a fantastic player. But you're banking on the injury to Zeke. Yeah. But you're right. If he if Zeke does get injured, he's top five. He's a smash. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm just banking on seeing Chase Edmonds as a starter in Miami with um, the right, new right. coach, the new regime. Uh, I think it's going to be wild to watch him play. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll fit really good with Tua. So I'm going to take Chase Edmonds. Yeah. He's a good, good, darn good player. You boys are sleeping on him. Don't sleep on him. Ooh. What happened? Uh, so after my Chase Edmonds pick, it went Russell Wilson, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, and Robert Woods. So, I mean. What do you think about that team going Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson? Interesting. Yeah, is that guy, uh, is he on peyote or something? Yeah, he might be on is that Lysol. Seeing, <laughs> is he seeing sounds and smelling colors? He must be a big believer in Zach Wilson's mom. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is she pretty? I don't know, but it's a, it's a joke. running joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a good-looking guy. I'll give him that. So for this one, um, let me see. Come on, man, where are we at? You don't like uh, Dallas Goddard here? No, I'm not a big fan. Okay, I think there's too many mouths to feed. I think he's gonna his, you know, AJ Brown's there now. Jalen Hurts isn't a gunslinger, man. He's okay, some, someone I. Uh, he liked throwing to him, though. I'll give him that. Um, and for the wide receivers, Devontae Smith. Same reason. I'm kind of down on him, but, uh, you know, I like him as a player. He's one of my favorite wide receivers. Tyler Lockett uh, with <laughs> Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Hunter Wormflow is fine. A lot of mouths to feed there. Brent Ayuk. I think I'm just going to take the safe. Let's see what the quarterbacks are looking like. Dak's still here. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Matthew Stafford, Trey Lance. Uh, I'm good on that, man. I'm a big believer in uh, late round value. I'm a, I'm good on that. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take Tony Pollard. Oh, he made it back. Yeah. Oh, I didn't so realize I the, that. Yeah, I get the best of both worlds, and I'm really solidify. I'm hammering. I know you people at home are probably like, man, he's hammering the running backs. That's what I do. That's what we this do. My dang yeah. job, man. Yeah. I have to do it. It's the only way I feel safe. You can never have too many running backs, in my opinion. Never. Yeah. So that's the secret to fantasy football. So and I like the mixture I have of like uh, backup running backs. Now that I'm drafting Tony Pollard, backup running backs and potential starters, and then my studs. You know. Yeah, I mean? dude. I mean, think about it. You have Swift and Etienne who could be have PPR monsters catch you know sixty seventy passes to go along with the upside of Tony Pollard. What if Zeke does go down? You have three. Potential top 20 backs. And A.J. Dillon if Aaron Jones goes down. A.J. Dillon. Edmonds can be a guy you fill in your flex every single week, you yeah, know? so I'm feeling real good about this pick. Tony Pollard. That's five RBs on your head, boy. Yeah, I ain't scared. All right, let's see what they bring. Ooh, they didn't leave me much, Ooh, man. Dunkin' Donuts and the coffee. Obviously, Tony Pollard was a guy I would have loved. <laughs> what? what did you say? <laughs> Don't Wait, worry. what did you say? Don't worry about it. All right, let's move on from that because I was very disturbed. After Tony Pollard went, uh, Tyler Lockett, you guys can have him. Dak Prescott, Dallas Goddard in the eight, at 8-6. Eight, I give him that. That's a good value. Hunter Renfro is a guy I was looking at. Devin Singletary was a good pick. And then James Cook. So with me, my last four picks have been wide receivers. Um, very interesting, but... To me, it makes it seem like I don't really have to force taking a receiver here. 
Um, I'd like to be looking at, you know, tight end, especially right here. If I can get, you know, one of these guys here, maybe a quarterback. Let's take a look at the quarterbacks, man. I don't love these guys. I don't love the Bradys. I don't love the Rodgers. I don't like the Staffords. To me, that just means guys who are going to finish 10, 9, and 8 in mm -hmm. fantasy quarterbacks. There's not a ton of upside. They lack the rushing ability, and uh, they're old. You know, and that's no fun. Devontae Smith made it here. Um, but like I mentioned, I have the receivers, so I'm not going to take them, but I love them here. Uh, my fourth running back is going to be Rashad Penny. I'm going to take Rashad Penny. I see him down here on the board. He's a guy that could be a huge value this year. Um, we saw last year, I think he finished number two with the last six weeks in total fantasy points. Fantastic. Whenever he plays, man, and he gets more than 10 carries, the guy's been a great. You know, it's just a big if, you know. Six yards of carry. Seattle loves to run it. Kenneth Walker is a rookie. Um, that's probably why his value so down. So many believers in Kenneth Walker, which he's a great player, but Seattle doesn't love the rookies. I think. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be a starter anytime soon. So if Rashad gets that work, man, he's a good value here, I think. Great pick. I love that pick. Thanks, man. Uh, the two names I'm taking right here are either Dawson Knox or Zach Ertz. Um, getting him in the ninth round, I think both of these guys can be top ten tight ends. It's just it's hard to distinguish these guys. You know why do we like Zach Ertz? We like him because he's a proven tight end. He's done it in Philly. And now he gets to go to Kyler. We saw last year what he could do with Kyler. He was very good. DeAndre Hopkins is out, and then Dawson Knox. He's with an up and coming quarterback. He's an athletic freak. And uh, he's probably in one of the best offenses in football. He's definitely in one of the best offenses in football. So for me, I'm going to take Dawson Knox just because of the upside. People are hyping up Gabe Davis. We haven't seen Gabe Davis do it yet. Maybe Dawson Knox should emerge as that number two weapon for Josh Allen. We've seen him in the red zone. I'm going to take the upside of Dawson Knox. I paid my dues. I like that pick, man. I love Dawson Knox. Do you really? Yeah, I like him. I mean, in uh, probably the best offense, um, he was fantastic last year. And uh, I don't know. I, it's just the more you have in that offense is a beautiful thing. You can't go wrong. A lot of things in that offense, you know. Right, I Dave agree. Davis is skyrocketing. You know, I'm kind of surprised Dawson Knox isn't, you know, overhyped or anything. You think he's being slept on? I think he's being slept on. Wow. Like Snorlax and a baby carry. I like him. I feel comfortable having him at tight end. <laughs> All right. So after... Ooh, quarterback run, babe. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, so after Dawson Knox, uh, it was Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady. Ooh, this one hurt. Trey Lance. That guy got the best one of the four, man. That's Sky crazy. Moore, Pat Fairmuth. Uh, I was really banking on Trey Lance, but... Team seven knows something, man. That's a good guy there, man. I got to tip my cap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got it going on. I like it a little bit. Yeah, man. He's got it working. Uh, so what am I looking at on my big board at 9-10? Uh, Zach Ertz, Mike Gusecki, Melvin Gordon, Chase Claypool, Christian Watson. You know what? I've uh, I filled up my... Uh, Running back needs for uh, quite some time. Yes. And I think I'm going to go back to the wide receiver 
Mm, but I, this is a risky one, because my theory is... Why do, uh, Zach Ertz is the first tight end on my big board. It's on everyone else's big board, Zach Ertz. So I'm afraid he'll get auto-picked if I don't pick him. However, I'm looking at a little wide receiver. His name is Christian Kirk. Ooh. The number one guy in Jacksonville. Um, Me gusto. So I don't, I'm kind of in a predicament here. Um, oh, I got a back. I'm going to take Zach Ertz. I have a backup option if Christian Kirk's off the board. And his name is the Lizard King. At Adam Lazard. Alan? Oh, it's <laughs> Alan. I knew I was going to, I got that wrong. So I'm going to take Zach Ertz here at 9-10 to fill my tight end needs. I feel real good about that one, boys. Alrighty. Oh, it's me again. Um, so after Zach Ertz, it went Melvin Gordon, Christian Watson. In the turn, going into the 10th round at 10-1, Chase Claypool. At 10-2, Michael Carter. And it's me, 10-3. And you boys, I think I gave you guys the lowdown of what I'm thinking here. Ooh, and he's sitting pretty. The first wide receiver on the board. His name is Christian Kirk. I have high hopes for him. Uh, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, another year. Uh, more mature. Um, Christian Kirk's going to be the number one. He's going to see a lot of targets, a lot of big plays. He's going to do the dang thing. So I'm going to take him here. Christian if, Kirk over Alan Lazard? Yes. How come? Uh, there's too many variables I don't know about going on in Green Bay. Okay. They drafted a wide receiver high. Um, they, they had brought in Sammy Watkins. I don't know, uh, what's going on in Wyoming, Aaron Rodgers' head, but, uh, it's, uh, very murky. The waters are murky in Green Bay. It, you can, you know, it's a shot in the dark. Christian Kirk, I'm more sure of, is gonna be that guy in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Aaron Rodgers' new tattoo? What does it say? It's like astrology with like crazy symbols on his forearm. I have not seen it. Give it a gander, man. Let me know your thoughts. I think he's under a witch spell. Is he a Scientologist? He might be onto some weird voodoo sipping some of that green tea extract from a witch's voodoo hut. I'm starting to think like Aaron Rodgers went to like, I don't know, Cambodia and did uh, ayahuasca and he changed. Like he changed in one off season, dude. Yeah. Now his hair's long and he's sitting pretty and he's got a tattoo and. It's weird, but hey, man, stay unbothered, dude. I respect what you're doing out there. But No hate, just interesting. Yeah, I'm taking Christian Kirk. Yeah, I love it. I love Christian Kirk. He's my uh, breakout receiver of the year. Also, I got something else. It sounds like you need to find a toilet. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Ooh. Derek Carr and Alan Lazard were two guys I was looking at. Got picked right after you. Isaiah Spiller, Mike Isecki, Alexander Madison and Ronald Jones. We're fishing for a quarterback, bud. Yeah, I'm looking for I got four running backs, four receivers, and a tight end. That looks fine for me. Um, Do I take a quarterback here in the 10th round? Uh, we got three rounds left after the 10th. Um, I think you have to go ahead and take a quarterback. Like we said, we don't know what can happen between now and then. Uh, I'm, one of the la I'm probably the last team to take a quarterback, which yeah. sounds about right. Have you not taken one? No. Oh, man, you put yourself in a little dog I'm in hole. I'm dude, dude. I'm you got in. your head stuck under the dirt. 
I'm swimming up river. And they got people coming and belting you with some whips and your head's down there. I'm in a banana boat up river without a paddle, boys. I see Deshaun Watson's here. Is that a guy you should gamble on? Hey, man, from the, I mean, there's no rolling yet, but from what I'm hearing, it's four to six weeks or something, which ain't bad. Um, so hear me out, dude. What if I take Kirk Cousins, one of my guys this year? And rebound with the Deshaun. And rebound with Deshaun. So dude, you're I start wicked. I start cousins for six weeks, Deshaun's back week seven, then what? You, you know support criminal masterminds. I mean my morality would drop thirty seven points and end up at two. Why thirty seven? You're on some voodoo just like Aaron Rodgers. It dude. was at thirty nine, dude. Now I'm at two, man. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Is that fair? I thought you were on some Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, sorry that's a wrong number, but I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm taking Kirk Cousins. I love Kirk Cousins. Uh, shoot, we've been touting Kirk Cousins in every gosh darn podcast, man, but I'll tell you. He's a dark horse MVP. Offensive coordinator is going to you know, let him flourish, unlock Kirk, and uh, he's got the weapons to do it. So Kirk Cousins, I love it. I feel comfortable with him this year as my starter. He's about to be unlocked. You believe that too? Uh, You know, he's always been good or serviceable, so... I mean, if if he goes to another level, he's top tier. I mean, dude, if we think about Kirk Cousins' weapons, there's not many I would put up against him. Justin Jefferson, Thielen, K.J. Osborne, Crispy, Irv Smith's back, Dalvin Cook in the backfield. I mean, dude, that's a gosh darn good receiving core, especially if they let him go 40 attempts a game. What could go wrong? I mean, I think just the subtraction of Zimmer... Yes. It's huge for Kirk Cousins, dude. That guy had sunburns when it was 26 <laughs> degrees out, dude. He had that Tom Coughlin regiment. Yeah, he had the the red skin, man. No uh, slur intended. Like, he literally had... Red skin. Yeah. Because he's white. He's cold. And he, uh, I don't know, he just... I think he was just too old school and bringing in this new school guy under the tree of Sean McVay, I think is beautiful for Kurt. Okay, um... Uh, Russell Gage went after me. That's a great value in the tenth round. Oh man, I'm eating over here. It's so crazy because people were fell in love with Russell Gage early on, and now it's kind of juiced off a little bit because I guess the reports of Godwin might you scare people off. Be man, back, I don't blame him. dude. But I mean, this guy could have. Oh, he could be Antonio Brown Jr. He's gonna have that role. We expect him to be really productive. Being Tom Brady's number three option. What if Godwin does go down? What if Evans doesn't make it through the season? Russell Gage is a league winner, dude. Think about Very good it. Good point. He's playing the Antonio Brown role. Um, okay, team one took a gamble with Jamison Williams and Cardarius Tony. I respect it. And then I just, have no respect for that. James, <laughs> Justin Fields. Gosh darn. That was your last tier guy, well, wasn't that it? That was my last shot at being relevant. He looks like you're going to Sean Cosby, man. No, dude, I thought you were rebounding now. I ain't rebounding. <laughs> I got into his moral consciences. No, because so much speculation on Deshaun. He hasn't played football in so long. Like, What can we really expect? But I'm fine with Kirk Cousins. And I, I see a guy I really like here. And that's a guy that we've loved in the past that no one really talks about anymore. But in my opinion, he's the best number three receiver in gosh darn NFL football. Boy. And yes, he plays for the second... Best offense statistically behind the Buffalo Bills, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. His, name, his name's Tyler Boyd. He's a 6'3 slot receiver. Yes, he's re- relevant, even on weeks 
week to week. I mean, that's a guy you can throw in your flex and hope that he gets some, you know, six for 70. You know what I mean? And Tyler Boyd is a guy that slept on late in rounds. If Jamar Chase doesn't make it through the year, who's the beneficiary? It's Tyler Boyd. That's a guy you got to get in your lineup. That's the way I'm thinking in this one, man. Not many guys have that type of upside this late in the draft. Tyler Boyd is my pick in the 11th round. Yes, sir. You like that? Do you understand that concept? No, I understand it fully. All right. After Tyler Boyd, we had Michael Gallup, James Robinson, Damian Pierce, Cole Komet, Hunter Henry, Rashad White, and now I'm on the board at 11-10. I know you wanted Pierce or Rashad White, huh? Yeah, I wanted one of them, but it's okay. I have enough running backs. <laughs> I really think I'm going to do this rebound thing. What is it? I think I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence if he comes back. Wow. Dude, I have to. At this point, I have to take a risk. It's sad. I don't think I've ever done this. Yeah, this is crazy, actually. You're going to do it? I'm really going to do it. I don't... Hold on, let me wait and see Deshaun end up on Biggie Cheese team, man. Huh? Oh man, I mean, dude, I'm not gonna. You need a quarterback. There's no doubt about it. You got to get one. And for my team to be unlocked, I need a Deshaun Watson type player. He did it. <laughs> Dang, you're yeah, you're you dropped to level two, man. My soul is cracked. Yes. That's what fantasy football would do to you. You throw your morals out the window and draft a little Cosby Jr. on there. Dang, man. Albert O in the 11th round. That's incredible. Good for that guy. Is that high or low? That's low. I love Albert O, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double dip in Trevor Lawrence, but I want to speak on this Trevor Lawrence pick before I do it. This is one stack I never thought I'd have. The Jaguars, potentially. Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, and Travis Etienne. Oh, I forgot you had Etienne. Yeah. Shoot. I I think the uh, Lawrence and Kirk stack is extremely underrated. No one really talks about it. But that's a good value stack because they both go so late. And I think Kirk can smash. And we we still haven't seen Trevor Lawrence upside either in that. So. Yeah, and with Etienne, too. Etienne could catch darn near 60, 70 balls on it. Yeah, so that's the most interesting stack I thought I pointed out. Wow. <laughs> that's wild, actually. Yeah. yeah. Good I for you. Thank you, man. I don't know how. It could be really bad or pretty good. You can't go wrong with being bad, man. Yeah, you can't smell if you can't taste. <laughs> you can't taste if you can't smell. <laughs> yeah, you made me think for a minute, man, but vice versa. Ooh, man, this, these late rounds get a little juicy, man, because it's really just throwing darts. Yeah, for me in the late rounds, well, I had to waste one of my late round picks on a quarterback because I'm trying to win the ball. But for me, late round picks are more of, you know, uh, shots in the dark, but they could potentially, you know, go off. You know, like I like the George Pickens, the Tyler Algier. I like kind of that stuff. John Dotson, like, you know, the rookies that could potentially usurp or just take the league by storm. There's always that one. Take your shot. You're going to drop them if they stink. But take your shot in the dark. Don't be scared. And do it, man. 
Okay, so I'm looking at my roster construction right now. I have five receivers, and I'm looking at one um, next round, the final round in the draft that I always like to target, you know, the 13th round, the very bottom. So uh, my second-to-last pick, I only have four running backs. I'm looking for my fifth to round out my roster to find some upside. And uh, the two names that I'm looking at right here are Khalil Herbert and Kenneth Gainwell. Um, I say that because these guys, in my opinion, could be league, league winners if given the role, if given the, you know, toting a rock. And we saw Khalil Herbert's abilities last year with, when David Montgomery was out. And uh, Khalil Herbert's a gosh darn good football player. It sounds like they're going to run the ball a lot. And uh, they just traded for Nikhil Harry, who was graded the number one run blocking receiver in the NFL last year. Can you guess who number two was? Chase mm. Claypool. Number two <laughs> is now Chicago's number three receiver in Byron Pringle. So what to me that means Chicago's looking to run the ball this offseason with a young quarterback. And Justin Fields was excellent last year in play action. So run, 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 play action is what I'm I'm guessing at from this Chicago's offense. So Glow Herbert should have standalone value given that they're gonna run it a lot. And if anything were to happen to old David Montgomery, you know, MJD Light, MJD Stink, Khalil Herbert's that guy. He's a dog. I'm taking Khalil Herbert. Upside's tremendous. Hey, tremendously tremendous tremomble, trefuffle. You like Khalil Herbert, right? Yeah, I had him last year. You don't like him there, though? Yeah, I really like that pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't see a problem at all. After me was Irv Smith, Matt Ryan. In the 12th, interesting. Marlon Mack and uh, Kenneth Gainwell are two names that I really like there, too. Uh, two picks before me, great picks. So this receiver I mentioned earlier, uh, with the final pick of my mock draft today, my home run hitter this year is Jalen Tolbert for the Dallas Cowboys, rookie yes, wide receiver. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I say that because Michael Gallup's hurt. Obviously, we know that. He goes way earlier in drafts. Jalen Tolbert's expected to be their starter in week one, and I expect Jalen Tolbert to hit the ground running. Jalen Tolbert's going to be one of those guys that performs from day one so that by the time Michael Gallup comes back, Tolbert's already established. It's too late for him. I hope so, man, dude. I'm rooting for that dude. And And they say he has looked really good with the first team so far, and he's earned the starting job for week one. And Jalen Tolbert is my long shot for Rookie of the Year in the NFL this season. Um, C.D. Lamb, yes, we expect him to be the number one. Yes, we expect him to take leaps, but we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen him emerge as that elite number one receiver. So, he hasn't gotten the chance. So what? A, hypothetically speaking, man, this is an out possibility. What if C.D. Lamb isn't that number one alpha guy and he can't command a huge workload? And Jalen Tolbert takes a lot of that work from him, man. What if he commands a lot of work, you know? So Jalen Tolbert is my advice to you guys. Take him with your last pick in your mock, in your drafts this year. Because like you said, if he's not a home run hitter and Gallup comes back and he steps right back into being Michael Gallup, you just drop him. But he's 23 years old. He's ready to play week one. He could be Dak's number two or number three option in a high-powered offense. Jalen Tolbert. Jeez. I've never heard anyone talk about Jalen Tolbert so much. 
Yeah, I tell you, man. But I, 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 I have a soft spot for Jalen Tolbert too, and everything you said rings true to me. So you're speaking to. It was a fantastic um, reminder how much I really do like that guy. Um, after Jalen Tolbert, we had Noah Fant. Rob Gronkowski didn't he retire? I think he's playing a uh, puddle board. Team five is stupid. Hey, you never know, man. <laughs> that guy is an idiot. Is that Darrant? You get that call from Brady, man. Gronk might be dog walking. No, he said he's not, even if he gets a call. We'll see. Uh, Marquise Valdez scrambling. <laughs> what? What do you MBS. want? MBS, Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Tim Patrick. I love the Jacoby Myers I pick. Wanted, I wanted him to fall. I like it. I wanted him to fall. Now I'm, uh, you know, picking up barn straws again, man. Um... Uh, there's DJ Tark, David Njoku, Tyler Higby. You ain't taking no tight end. I know, but I'm just showing on my big board. Uh, DJ Chark. I'm I'm gonna take a wide receiver. Um, DJ Chark, McCall Hardman, Alec Pierce, David Bell, Jamison Crowder, Van Jefferson. This is interesting. Uh, I, I'm kind of fascinated by David Bell. For some strange reason, but I might. I, I'm. I'm just gonna go with McCole Hardman. I do it. I think I do it every year, though. But maybe this is the year because Tyreek's gone. Maybe he is the guy that replaces Tyreek because he's the only one just as fast. Did you ever think about it that way? Or were you too busy twiddling your thumbs? No, I've definitely thought about it. I think. Yeah, I mean, I love. I like the pick because the Chiefs' receiving core and offense is so unpredictable right now like no one really has an idea whether it's sky Moore, mvs like juju none of these guys really have the rapport that miko hardman has with mahomes so like i know he's dealing with injuries but if he comes back and he plays an expanded role like nobody has that rapport like miko hardman does with with mahomes so maybe he could be a little more reliable um and be one of mahomes favorite targets he's he's dealing with injuries yeah, he's had hamstrings. I don't think he uh, participated. Oh, he, he participated in June minicamp. Oh, he did? He returned. Yeah, if he's back from training camp, yeah, I like the pick a lot. He's got a lot of upside. All right, I'm just going to go with McCall just because of the, you know, the firepower the Chiefs could potentially have. And they lost one of the fastest guys in the NFL, and McCall's also one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Maybe there's something Andy Reid's cooking up, and it ain't burgers. It's also burgers. DJ Shark, what the heck? That's the end, baby. That's the end, man. That was a that was a draft. Let's. You want to talk about? You want to go through your team, and then I'll go through mine. Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, go through mine. So, quarterback is Kirk Cousins. My two starting running backs are Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones. Two starting receivers are Michael Pittman and Terry McLaurin. My tight end is Dawson Knox. My two flex are Javante Williams and Brandon Cooks. And my bench is Darnell Mooney, Rashad Penny, Tyler Boyd, Khalil Herbert, and Jalen Tolbert. I think you did a fantastic job on um, your team, Luke. Well, thank you. Thanks a lot. Uh, 
we've been doing a lot of these training exercises. See, that's like my dream draft is the three running backs and I, the three wide receivers or something, and then I can have yeah. flexibility. I so, and I you, you did it really. I like all the picks you made. I have no argument. I think you did a really good job. Thanks. My draft was different. Mine, I got thrown a screwball. Yes. A euphus. Yeah. A uh, eucalyptus leaf, if you will. You got already dickied. <laughs> yeah. And I swung it. Well, I I don't mind my team. Uh, I don't feel. Um, I think uh, I know what it is. What is it? Having I'll, Deshaun I'll, Cosby as your starting quarterback. Well, that's a reason. But let's let's go through my roster. We can talk about it a little bit. Deshaun Watson. Uh, as my starting quarterback, um, barring suspension, if it's not four to six games, but it will be. Uh, DeAndre Swift is my RB1. RB2 is Travis Etienne. Uh, wide receiver one is Jamar Chase. Wide receiver two is Keenan Allen. Tight end, Zach Ertz. Flex, Marquise Hollywood Brown and A.J. Dillon. On my bench, I have Chase Edmonds, Tony Pollard, Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence is my backup or my insurance, if uh, which he will get if Deshaun Watson gets suspended, and then Nicole Hardman to round it all out. Um, and it the like I said, the draft didn't go as I planned, but it never does. I'm not angry. I'm not too high. I'm not too low. I'm satisfied with my team. I think it has potential to be uh, do damage in a league if it if it were to be a real league. And I'll say. Because I like my two starting running backs, I like their. We play half point PPR. The receptions uh, will give them a high floor. I have Jamar Chase, the big play guy, but I also have Keenan Allen, the steady dude. You can kind of depend on what he's gonna do. Yeah, I like I like your team because all these guys are very active in the passing game in in terms of a lot of receptions and targets. Mm-hmm. Like, even for your running backs, like you mentioned, Swift and Etienne are going to be targeted a whole lot, along with Edmonds and, and probably Tony Pollard. And A.J. Dillon a little bit. Dillon a little bit, but those other guys mainly for me, like, uh, you re- you really targeted guys who are going to get a lot of receptions. And uh, Christian Kirk, I think, is going to be that guy as well. So, Zach Ertz at tight end is a guy who's always been targeted a lot. So, you're definitely going to have volume with these players, I think. Yeah, I'm happy. Overall, I'm happy with the draft. I'm kind of glad we got to see a glimpse into when you have to zag. When oh, yeah. Planning on zigging, man. I was trying to get onto some Ziggy Marley. Love is my religion. Yeah, you definitely did. I mean, going receiver, running back, receiver, running back, receiver, running back. Is not something you typically do in most of your mock drafts that we do together. But like you said, man, every mock is different. And that's why, you know, for these mocks moving forward that we do on the pod, you're going to see a lot of different trims for me and Aaron. Yeah, you're going to pick up on some players that we like to draft and we don't like to draft. But in terms of strategy and the positions we take at certain spots, are going to be completely different. It's going to vary draft to draft, but... Um, it was fun, man. I had a blast. Yeah, it was a fun. We should do it again sometime. I think we should continue doing head to head instead of. Remember last year we did round one, and we drafted together. Remember? We did we went do that. By round by round. I mean, uh, pick one, pick two, pick three, pick four. Yeah. This is more of a. There's more variables at play here, and we're both drafting, so we're not just 
deciding who to pick together. Yeah. Uh, I like this. It was fun, and it was, uh, you know, it kept me on my toes. It kept me, you know, kept my brain moving, dude. It was like playing a game of solitaire. Yeah. And Sudoku. Yeah, definitely keep you on your toes, and, you know, maybe we can do some mock drafts with uh, some listeners. Yeah. At uh, some point. Thank you. That was a great segue. Uh, once again, I want to remind you guys that we have a Gmail. We have an email. There's a way you can reach us. Um, it is forget what you heard podcast at gmail.com. So if you're interested and if you have questions or you want to get, we're going to try to get some people in here. Uh, uh, we'll even chat. It'll be fun. It'll be, it's all fun loving and uh, good sport. Um, just for practice, really. I mean, if you love fantasy, we love fantasy. We're down to clown. You yeah, we're I mean? just really just trying to get prepared. And we like the Sleeper app. If you guys are unfamiliar, it's an app that um, you can do mock drafts, all kind of drafts. It's a a very up-and-coming, very good platform to draft, do mock drafts. It's Love the it. best. I'll, I will hopefully we get sponsored. But uh, Sleeper's been a really cool experience for me. Um, I made friends. Yeah, we've made, made a ton enemies. of. We've made a ton of. We've met a lot of guys through mock drafts that we love. You can have like friends and like add them to your uh, fantasy draft. It's just really fun and like a cool little like community. If right. You, if you're into fantasy football, there's more people like you. Surprising. It's kind of shocked me how many people like are upset. I wouldn't say obsessed, but like really, uh, that's like one of their hobbies is to see what's going down in the fantasy land. Right. Yeah, a ton of good personalities, a lot of good people out there, a lot of bad people out there, but we'll set them straight. Yeah, we have enemies on there, too. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, you come well, at Biggie Cheese 55, you're going to get Lou Camp. <laughs> yeah, man, so hit us up on the email, man. We love to talk. We love to discuss. We love to interact with each other. I'll repeat it one more time um, for the listeners. Our email is... Forget what you heard podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Forget What You Heard. Thank you guys for the support. Please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. We love you guys. We wanna you we wanna mingle, you know. We uh we love doing this. Uh it's a great time and uh we love the support. Um I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And peace, love, and happiness. Sharga. Cam Akers lives on an acre. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.